This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. Welcome to season three of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast with Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve. The biggest, most fun podcast in the galaxy. This is the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, season three. Greetings and hello. Welcome to another episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, the show where we get together with our friends and have really cool conversations about all things sci-fi. Today, I want us to unpack and review Star Wars Andor. And I should say right here and right now that we are going to spoil the heck out of this show. So please do not go any further if you haven't watched it yet. And also make sure you subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, and also engage with us on Facebook because we have a lot of really cool discussions on our group. And to help me break down Star Wars Andor are my usual fantastic co-hosts, Adina Mignona. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Brian Donahue. I greet thee from Ohio. Very nice. Steve Merkin. Hi, from sunny California, where it's not snowing. Boo. <laughs> and, not, boo not boo to California. <laughs> boo that boo. it's sunny there. Right. It is not sunny in Ohio, <laughs> And I'm Christian Fox from Toronto. It is not sunny. It's cold. And winter is back again doing its thing. So I've been wanting to talk about this for so long now because I watched Endor. I loved it. What did everyone else think of the show? Well, first, you just said it, for people who haven't seen it yet, you know, stop listening. Now, if there's anyone there who didn't listen to Chris and is still listening but hasn't seen Andor yet, I have a suggestion. This is something I wish people had told me uh, before getting into the series is if you haven't watched Rogue One, watch that first. Definitely. And if it's been a while since you've seen Rogue One, because it had been a little while, if you're not fresh on Rogue One, freshen yourself on Rogue One first. I, I really wish someone had said, Adina, uh, hmm. rewatch Rogue One first. So watch Rogue One, then watch Andor, and then That's come back to this podcast. And just remember, episodes one and two are a grind. They're slow. Yeah. This is what you want to watch when you're cooking, you're doing laundry. Episode three for me was like, oof, okay, that's how I got right. I see what the show's doing. Right. I'm in. So well, episode what... one, I started watching this out with my husband. And his first question to me when we were first turning on, he's like, is Andor a person or a place? And I was kind uh, of even now, now, and this is, I loved Rogue One, but something about Cassian Andor's like character, I really, I think I didn't connect with that character in Rogue really? One. So I'm like, no, yeah. So I was so when he asked me that question, I'm like, I think it's a place. So uh -oh. I I was not going to mention this on this on the podcast. I'm like, I don't want this out there in, in the world. But I didn't realize until maybe three episodes in that it's oh, this is Endor the person, not a place. Yes. Right. I thought it was like, right. well, there's Endor. Maybe there's right. an Endor. That's exactly I think what I did. Which is why I think you know I wish someone had said, hey, rewatch or freshen up on Rogue yeah. One first because that would have made that would have made the first couple episodes because then i'd be going into it knowing this yeah. is that character's like origin story steve's like, dying to jump yeah. in here Let's Sorry. Let steve... okay yeah dive, no dive in. no jump in i steve. was gonna say we finished watching endor on friday and my wife was like wait a minute wait a minute what about rogue one i said she goes let's watch that so we watched rogue one yesterday hmm. and things that she went oh oh so the, so we're watching we're watching rogue one we're going 
oh yeah, that woman in Rogue One, she looks mm -hmm. so familiar to the senator from Andor. Andor. Yeah. And yeah. then we, I, I, IMDb. Not only mm -hmm. is it the same character, it's the same actress. Yeah. So there's that yeah. kind. So, I yes, I guess if you want to know the end of the story before you watch the beginning, you watch Rogue One first. If you want to watch it in somewhat chronological order and just see it unfold, then you're going to watch Andor first and then Rogue One afterwards. So I want to make see, a comment. I, I always think to, Actually, I think I know where you're going with it. Dina, Probably but... Are we making the same comment? <laughs> I think so. Because I was going to try and use this to be like, Adina, you feel like, you know, you should watch things in the order that they're released. And yes. you made that comment on our Star Wars video, <laughs> yes. Frank Conversation, which yeah, is on YouTube right mm -hmm. now. So check yes. it out. But I feel like. <laughs> and I, I think still you're agree. Right. I still agree with where... that comment. Even though, yes, Andor is a prequel to Rogue One, you're mm -hmm. going to get more out of it if you'd seen and uh, sorry, Rogue One and then watched Andor. Rogue mm -hmm. One is it, my favorite Star Wars film, by the way. Ooh, cool. You have, you have, you've got two votes the already. New ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Rogue One is my favorite of all the new, of all the new stuff. It was my favorite, favorite one. Well, here's but, the thing but, I'm going to say if they never made the series Andor, it would have been okay because you learned enough in Rogue One mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. that that is a that is its own self-contained film. Great from character start to development. Finish. You cared right. that they all died. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. like what they sacred. Like it was very well done film. Mm -hmm. Right, and right. that's again that's that's also makes my case for watching it in the order in which it was released because when they make these things they don't necessarily know like when they right. were making Rogue One yeah. maybe they had knew some back story of of characters but they uh, probably did not plan that they were going to be making this Andor series right, right. so nope. that's why so it works that's why it works in that order if you watch Andor and have not seen Rogue One or don't see it's like it something is is missing so you got to watch it. Order it was released because you don't know where the end game is. You don't know okay right. what are the, what's the point of watching right. these random people who have nothing right. to do with Star Wars, and then it's like oh right. well they steal the Death Star plan. No. So that's okay. Yes. No, I that's do I do think yes. Kind of what are our bit general thoughts of it? Right, um, the series does start slow. Yes, mm -hmm. and you have to <laughs> understand that going into it, this is a character development series. Okay. And it's not until you get so far in that you start to see the pieces of the puzzle of the rebellion starting and really, really seeing that spark lit a little bit, you know, and see the, see the, all the characters progressions throughout. And then episode eight hits and, and there were some great episodes before episode eight, but episode eight hits and bam it's like i'm watching it and i'm going this is riveting mm -hmm. stuff and and well, so and we'll get okay. i guess we'll get into that detail okay. but but that that's some some people have been like it's so slow i can't even get into it okay. but it's a different that's why i love this series so much right. because star wars is so much the character development is there you know we come okay. to love different mm -hmm. characters, but but really it's about the battles and the action and, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. This show is about developing the characters and the reason why. And it's not just the rebellion. That's the brilliant part about this. It also showing the growth of the empire and the characters there. 
and their kind of emotional why they're fighting the way they are too and i thought that was a brilliant piece of yeah television. What, what i was gonna say is this this series is like an oscilloscope you guys Same, know an oscilloscope that? What, what's that uh, an oscilloscope okay for maybe would, adina's yeah. maybe seen one uh, yes but you an see them use one own one yeah it is a device that measures the highs and lows of frequencies it looks like a wave up and down and when I watch this series, it's like watching the oscilloscope. You have mm. slow, then you have high, then you have slow, mm. then you have high, then you have slow, <laughs> and you have high. And it was a little unnerving at certain points. Um, and there was just so many characters. If you look at the, the um, Wikipedia page, there's like 12 regular characters and another nearly 20 Mm. reoccurring characters sometimes it was really i mean they would throw a name out and you're going like who's that again yeah. wait a minute what was that who was that pair and and since the names are so unique they're hard to remember it's not like you know except Timmy. brian donahue right. or Bob. chris fox you know these are easy names steve merck and that's an easy name to remember but when they get to their complex names that they have in star wars sometimes it got to be a a little much and the other thing is, is that the one difference between this and like the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian was more like Star Trek in that it was episodic. One hour episodes all tied together with a major storyline. This was one long storyline, one long arc. And sometimes it just got a little. See, I, I felt like just the beginning for me, once, once Luthen was introduced and he has like, once he says the line, Always have rule number one. Always have your exit planned uh, whenever you enter a room or something like that. I don't. Mm -hmm. I didn't say it as cool as Luthen. I'm like, okay, now I'm in. <laughs> and then I felt like from that point forward, even the slow scenes, I was like, okay, each slow scene is like now adding a texture and like something bigger mm -hmm. is happening. And I was more mm -hmm. interested. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, okay. I'm like, I don't know who these players are, and I was kind of rubbed the wrong way when Endor. I don't know if murder is the right word, but when he killed those two security people, I'm like, that seems yeah. like it was well, not handled in the right way. Like, shoot them in the leg, the, use the At the very setting. beginning of the series, at the very, yeah, the very, like, but see oh, that my. kind of, you know, that's like, what sent Bobby on a road to trouble the rest of his life? Well, he <laughs> shot two people and killed them, and yeah. that made, made him a criminal. So from the moment, mm -hmm. he, if he doesn't kill those two people, or that uh. never happens, he's never investigated, he's never followed, he doesn't get in trouble. He's, you know, it just sets him on this road that kind of leads to. It would have been half of the story because Luthen would still have come for him because that would have still happened. Right. It wouldn't true. have had all the, the danger. But the thing that, that I, well, so here's, I think why I didn't really care for his character in Rogue One. Like I never connected with his character in Rogue One because mm -hmm. at the start of Rogue One, when we, he's yeah. first introduced in Rogue One, he kills that guy. Right. Well, I was trying to remember because I. And, and it, was, oh, yeah. it was kind of unnecessary. You know, it was, and, and so he he's like a, you know, chaotic, neutral, chaotic, good character, which are not generally, I would say, my, my favorite character. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, they they could be interesting characters, but they're not like the ones I'm rooting for necessarily. And so when at the start of this series, so he killed the first security officer. And that one I had no issue with because that one really felt self-defensey. I have no problem right. with that because, you know, those those security officers 
harass him. Oh, they yeah, they were harassing it, him, right? Which right. I do understand. But the yeah. second mm-hmm. one, the second one, he didn't really need to do. He didn't need to do the second one. And it's the same kind of offing where he didn't need to kill the guy in, in oh. Rogue One. But that's the showing his character. That's showing is he's a chaotic, like I said, somewhere between chaotic good and chaotic neutral, you know, is his like alignment. Yeah. But and, then the... Um, the scav or what's his name skeev or something the guy who was going to betray them who was like why don't we just take the credits and we'll run and i'm Uh like again shoot him in the leg knock him out like everybody knocks people out in movies all the time just do that time (laughs) up and yeah then you can decide he's got a different this is his moral character this is moral right at least he's consistent but in that case that's what my would have actually (laughs) also not too broken up that he killed that guy because I think that guy could have proved, you know, like it, it, he he does. I think even though he at that point is not invested himself in the rebellion, he's not he's he's pro rebellion and he's for it. And he doesn't want to see that anything anything bad come to them. And this guy clearly would have done it would have been bad. So I, 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 I don't have a problem was, with him killing that guy either. I thought that was an interesting twist because half the time I wanted to see that guy overcome everything and be a big part of the rebellion and be a hero. But but then it was interesting they took it that way, which is probably true to real life. People that mm-hmm. agree with a cause but are rough around the edges have, you know, maybe also have alternative, you know, things they're fighting for that, that could include selfish ambition um, and their own prosperity above the cause they're a part of where they might be, if an if an opportunity for a bunch of cash because they might be swayed to go off on their own because this opportunity has come so i think it was even though i was like man at first i was like i wish they didn't do that with this guy and i wish he didn't have to kill him but then i was like it's probably realistic like yeah you know like that's probably how it is and i think the whole show like i i did actually video about this i released recently but where i felt like this reminded me a lot of DS9 in the sense that even the good characters, they do some pretty shady things, which are like, I know this is the wrong thing to do, but you kind of have to for them to win. But it's like, like when I think about like Major Kira and mm-hmm. um, the episode where that Cardassian guy comes after her for some of her actions in the um, in the resistance, and then you have Cisco with the Romulan and all that stuff, reminds me a lot of Luthen's speech where he's like, uh, it's such a great speech where he's talking to, I think his name is Lonnie, the Imperial officer who wants to get out. And he's like, um, basically I've done all these horrible things. I'm never going to see victory. I'm never going to ever be happy again, but I have to do this because this is a choice I've made and we have to do this for the rebellion. Essentially. I, I can't, yeah. again, I can't do Luthen's voice. I can't, I don't know the actor's name. Scarguard? Scarguard, yeah. Yeah, which is he, what a he cool did a very, very, very rough. Yeah. yeah. And then when he was the so like, hello, how are you? Come into my shop. I'd love some. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. 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 And he would do that. He would change characters quickly, which was yeah. really kind of cool. He's like looking one way and he's like, hello, hello. And he's turning. Like, I loved, I love that element of this show. Yeah. Showing the risk early on. That the right. like Mon Mothma is taking mm-hmm. and figuring out mm-hmm. as a senator, and then she's got all these financial issues, and they've mm-hmm. moved too much money around, and now it's going to be looked into. And the fact that she has to risk now she's in relationship in cohorts with this other questionable yeah. character uh, I forget Dabble. his name. The yeah, guy his with name the big old sideburns. Oh, um, big sideburns. You no, know, like like 
I I just I think that that was a really interesting aspect of the series is they're showing not just the hero is you know the hero and the fighting and the, all that stuff. Yeah. It's the people that are doing things behind the scenes that are risking everything mm-hmm. and wondering right. if they're making the right decisions. Is this rebellion worth it? What I have to do each step of the way and getting a little bit mm-hmm. deeper in. So yeah. and all the details, all the 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 involvement in her life, you know, involving her daughter with their culture and mm-hmm. just you know yeah. the kind of it's very layered. It is very oh, layered at this point in a, in a very her, in a good in way. Marriage, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on there? Um, yeah, well, that, that was, and she yeah, even I'm trusts him. Curious. You know, yeah. Um, and there's something going on there, and uh, just I just think it's. Oh, they did. It's, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating mm-hmm. look yeah. into that, to that yeah. thing. Yeah. The one part that I was having in the, those first couple episodes, the, the only part I was really having struggling with in terms of the pacing and the slowness and everything is really when they had the the scenes when they were kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I think right. because hit, I didn't, hit, I really didn't get where that was. I really just didn't get where that was okay. going until the very end when the woman who re- wound up raising him came into the picture. Like up until then, I was like, well, I don't understand. I, I feel like. I'm not seeing a connection between his or that this part of his origin and where he's like that it took too long to get there. Okay. So I'm glad you clarified that because I, for a large part of it, thought it was like an arrow thing where we're showing like the past and that was the past. And then he meets Marva and I'm like, okay, so this is now the president somehow. (laughs) yeah yeah well, that's okay that's... Like, i really thought it was the past and then i thought it was the present at the end of the episode no and I'm like where where did the kid go not realize well, okay and and, that makes and so this much more is, sense now. I, I hate to say but this is one of the problems of the series and this is the is that they would get into these storylines and then they would just collapse okay you have the whole storyline of him growing up and this young girl who doesn't go off on the, the mission with them is that his sister? Is that somebody else? We don't know. And whatever happens to these children after he is taken off the planet by his new mother, we don't know what happened. It just drops off. Well, uh, I think we're led to believe that they all died. That's what I thought. They were but all, we don't yeah. see it. So we're, we're left with this yeah. assumption. But, but, or, I'm, I'm going, go ahead. Well, it's 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 kind of an assumption. Everyone, though, anytime we hear them talk about that planet, we talk about like that no one survived. Okay. Everyone there was killed. But and right. then and then people like and then the fact that he's been living this kind of like hidden life, like no one's supposed to know where he's really from. And then near and now it sounds like Marva like knows that he's out trying to find his sister, but like she knows that no, really, they got them out. They got him out. Mm-hmm. Like she said it. something okay. kind of like uh, near the near when in his last scene with her, she mm-hmm. said something like, "You're not gonna find her. She's dead." Right, like, he right. Like, no, but no it's one so survived. So late into it, it's so far yeah. away, detract, yeah. separate from that storyline that you kind of get lost. Okay, yeah. another one. I don't mean to bring this up, but okay. So they <laughs> they they had the long yes, training <laughs> mission for the heist, right? The heist is mm-hmm. the best one of the best sequences in the oh, whole. The heist was really step. cool. The heist is mm-hmm. great. Okay, what happened to all that money? What happened? How did it get laundered? How did they get it into the system? Was that mm-hmm. the storyline that that um, was her name? Uh, Mon was trying to do. We don't know what happens to millions and millions of credit. It's I, just kind of like that storyline disappeared. I or, thought it was. 
just to get like I didn't think they were going to use it. I thought it was like let's just steal yeah. it from the Empire so the Empire no. can crack down but, on no, things. No, I thought it was I thought it was two two parts. Like let's steal it from the Empire, but we're going to also use it. But I thought it was basically oh. going to Luthen and whatever he was going to get it but distributed. But we don't whatever. know what happens, so it kind of like drops off. Or but I think that's the okay. Case of another great yeah. sequence in it that takes forever to build to that point is the jailbreak. Okay. I mean, it takes so forever good, while he's in jail. Finally, they have the jailbreak, which is an exciting sequence. I mean, The Great mm-hmm. Escape or any mm-hmm. prison movie of, of them being on That's Alcatraz. another film that should have been on my top 10, Steve, The Great Escape. <laughs> the Great Escape. Okay, you got that. And you've got, it's like Alcatraz. They're trying to break out. What happened to those 5,000 prisoners? That broke out of their cage. They're, and they're on the middle of a platform in the middle of an ocean on a planet that is so far away from their homes. What mm-hmm. happened to them? We don't uh, know. And, and I think most of them drowned. Me. <laughs> I think, I think true. Oh, and so the weird. and one of my and the only fa- well, my but, favorite but look, character. But, my favorite but look what character happened. is Kino. Mm-hmm. What happened to Kino? Yeah. We're gonna Which one was him? Oh, on program Gollum? Andy Circus. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, oh, oh. I think he yeah. just died there because he's like, I yeah, can't swim. But we think, don't yes. know. Where's the conclusion? I See, think that's like, they just they talk well, I about feel like Andy. They I, imply they, they imply enough, but yeah. they don't tell us enough. So it's possible that we'll see him again. I read an article. Okay, yes. Oh, okay. Andy Circus talking about that scene and that they weren't sure exactly how to do it. And they tried different things. They tried having him kind of in the rush of people, you know, having him be pushed. I can't swim or whatever. And then having him be pushed out. And then you don't know what happens to him. And they ended up doing the whole him backing away. Mysterious, not knowing if he jumped, ended up jumping or not. Right. So, But it wasn't just him. It was my, all the other members. My theory of that. is yeah. that he's, he's somewhere and he's going to play a... Um, uh, uh, cool role in season two but i gotta say this if andy circus doesn't win an emmy as a guest i mean i mean there's several roles in this um that i know that just the level of acting (laughs) has been superb he was he was the most interesting and because he held to his character was real from start to finish you knew who he was you knew what type of person he was he he was great. I couldn't um, get enough. I mean, I know I know it took a few episodes for them to jailbreak Steve, but I thought that was the most yeah intriguing part of the show. I wanted yeah, me I too. just thought and, it was And you had to wait and did you guys watch the little snippet after the last credits were done on episode yeah. 12? Oh, yeah. You finally figured out because my wife kept asking me, she goes, what are they building? And I kept thinking, oh, I think those are the center struts for the uh, X for the TIE fighters. And mm-hmm. no, it turns out well, there were, they were supplying parts. Once I, yeah, once I kind of got oriented to that, because that was the thing is I felt like I, I spent the first several episodes. And again, this is because I didn't really put the connection with Rogue One. So mm-hmm. I spent the first several episodes not knowing what time period we were even in. Once I started, like, I think I don't, I don't know where I was, but I think I was halfway through when I was like, you know, 
I think I need to go back and I wish I'd watched Rogue One, but I'm going to just plow through this and then go rewatch Rogue One. When I realized that, then I was like, and then when he got to the, you know, when they're building that stuff, I'm like, I wonder if this is the Death Star. And if this is the right time period, that could be the Death Star, mm-hmm. you know, so. But, and but fact, we were, you know, we did, you had to wait until, so if somebody doesn't watch the credits mm-hmm. for the last episode, they're not going to yeah. know that. But I think it's uh, one of those things. It's just like now it's expected but, that you're supposed to, like, you just know. time though, guys, I did not. I'm going to go back and watch that because I did not catch that. I turned it off. Okay, there you go. See? I'm so excited. And I don't even know. Well, well, wait a second. Without seeing that, so without Mm -hmm. seeing those end credits, did you contemplate or think about what are they actually building here? Yeah. yeah. How much thought did you put in? Well, I mean, I I wonder if it's. I didn't put much thought into it. I just. I just thought. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you look at the solar panels on the TIE Fighters, there's individual six sections that go to a center hub. That center hub looked like what they were building. Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that's why fighters. I kept thinking it was the TIE fighter it had nothing to do with the Death Star. Hmm. And it was, yeah. Well, honestly, it could be both because the Death Star is populated with a bazillion TIE fighters and they have a lot of that. So it could be, it could actually, it could be all right, of it. It right, could be all right. of it. Right. I'm right. curious to see what other characters they might bring into this from Rogue One. Like, will they bring in, uh, uh, the gentleman who helped design it and put in the design flaw. Oh, um, I got to look up his which name. I can't right. think of his name. Yeah, Orso, Jay, something Orso, right? That's yes, Jay Jalen Orso, or um, yeah. and the do- the daughter was the banker, uh, Jay. the chief. Mm-hmm. We'll call him that. Yeah. Um, it, well, Hannibal. the only character that you get to see at a younger age again Mads is Mickelson. I'm sorry, that's yes, the that's the name. Yes, of the well, so, yep. okay. But you get you get Mon Mothra, who was in both of them, yep. and the other one is Saw, who's played by Boris um, like, Whitaker. Boris Whitaker. So, <laughs> and in this one, you, he's young because he has black hair. <laughs> at the beginning of Rogue One, he's bald. When he goes to Not, save no, Jay, he's got, he's got, and then and then yeah. at the end, when she's much older, he has gray hair. So his age is progressed in the two films or the two two. Uh, uh, so it'll be. And again, I did not know until I looked into it that there's another twelve episodes they're going to shoot of this. There's the second season. Yeah, like, they're better. I mean, like when I got to the end, and I didn't, I didn't, because again, I sometimes don't look at certain details. So I didn't know how many episodes it was going to mm-hmm. be, so I was just watching it until it like didn't have a new one and at the end of it i was like are are you kidding me i'm now this last couple episodes i'm just so i i, I want this whole thing to conclude i need this whole thing and this is where <laughs> yeah. you're stopping this is where you're leaving me ah yes what? exactly that was that that left you with it and, and, and that was one rebellion on one little planet in one little city mm-hmm. that they start and okay here's another little familiarity about this this storyline versus anything else any of you see the film or even watch the musical of Les Mis? Oh, yeah. I saw the, the okay. Liam Neeson one and then the, the recent musical. Okay. With, uh, so I, saw, let's I, I saw the original Broadway on Broadway uh-huh. when okay. I was a kid. And then the right. DSign episode of so, that counts. So let me In ask fact, you a question. One yeah. of the original guys who played Jean Valjean in the first mm-hmm. original runs went to my high school. I remember when I was like in 10th yeah. or 11th grade, he came, okay. he came back That's pretty cool. to do like a, you know, he came back to do an assembly and, and stuff uh, and stuff like there. Okay. But, so, yeah. so yes. So, so, okay. Really well. So then, so Andor is a lot like Jean Valjean, a man who's thrown into prison or into who has, who is being per se, persuade or pursued 
by the evil Javar, the police officer that's going to get him no matter what. And Cyril is that police officer. And so is um, Dentra or Dentra. Yes. They are the. Okay. And then you have the end of the end of the story. And you have I kept I turned him away and I said, let's have the barricade. We need the barricade. I can hear the music for Les Mis playing because it's the same thing of the uprising of the rebellion against the French hierarchy. And you've got the same thing happen. It just I saw so many similarities between Les Mis and this in the way they laid that's it actually out. Cool. So question about so, Les Mis is Master of the House. Yeah. That's Les Mis, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Master okay. of the House. Housekeeper of the mm-hmm. end. I know that from Seinfeld. And actually, when I was in college studying mm-hmm. German, I, I was able to get a German version of it. Oh, wow. And it actually, because I knew the English version so well. And so then learning the German version. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Sounds to it's hear their folks, yeah. their clink, uh, foreign, their zoot. Oh, gosh, oh my it's been gosh. so long now. I don't That's remember, cool. but I remember. I, I I still have it in the DVD, in the CD somewhere in my house. Hmm. Yep. But but anyway, I just I, I saw a lot of similarities between this the way the characters are laid out in between the two. And I'm, uh, I'm anyway, that's just yeah, original Broadway I guess... kit cast of uh, Les Mis and or the yeah. original Broadway cast recording, and I'm going to listen mm-hmm. to it later. Yeah. Can, can we talk about Deidre? Because or is it Deidre or Dedra? Because I had to look up for my video. I think but it's, I, I think it's a yeah, D E D R I D D E D R A. Let me look it up to confirm. She, because it, I already made one fumble. Actually, two yeah. fumbles. That I didn't know. It was yeah. About uh, no, it's D E D R A. So Deidre, Deidre, or Deidre. I mean, however you want to say it. But I'm just and, so curious about her because, like, even though I know she's. A bad guy she's an imperial officer but when she was trying to convince the other officers that hey we should actually look into this because this seems like it's organized i'm kind of like i was kind of rooting for her in that moment where i'm like hey listen to her these are a bunch of morons who don't know what they're doing and Mm -hmm. she's like she's actually intelligent it's like wait a minute i shouldn't be rooting for her right now because i don't want her Mm -hmm. to win you shouldn't be rooting for anyone in the empire (laughs) well you're not supposed to but Mm-hmm. When I see someone who's like clearly more competent than everybody else and they're like getting in like, you know, with that kind of like workplace thing, I'm kind of like, that's cool. That's well done. Yeah. And then by mm-hmm. the end, I'm yeah. like, okay, I don't feel so bad about the, when she almost got uh, killed by the mob or by mm-hmm. the other folks and then had the creepy moment with um, okay. Cyril. Here, here's another thing that I noticed about oh, Brian's Rogue muted. One. I, I was like, oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry, I was listening oh. to Lay Miz for half a second. I forgot to unmute oh. my mic. <laughs> uh, uh, De- De- Denise Go was fantastic as 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 Deidre Biro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, yeah. In that great. scene, Chris, that you were just talking about, where the rebellion breaks out and the people rally and they have a huge funeral, uh, mm-hmm. anyways, for Marva. Um, uh, her acting as she was desperate and fearful for her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superb. I mean, yeah. I just mm-hmm. really, this is an incredibly cast series mm-hmm. with intense, uh, um, performances all the I, way well, around. I mean, but half the cast so, was from rogue one. Yeah. <laughs> and half or, the cast was already cast right. years ago. Yeah. yeah. So I'll right. say, well, you know what? I'm going to say here's another person who was from the Empire that I like that's kind of cool was General Veers because he had the most badass moment where he's standing behind Vader 
Vader turns around, is like right in his face, and he doesn't flinch. It is like he's not a good guy. He's an he's an imperial officer, but he's kind of cool, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got this guy's <laughs> not so going to get choked out, probably. Yeah. Right. So That's it's like with Deidre, it's like, get. hey, she's figuring it out. She's like, hey, guys, like this is actually all happening, and mm-hmm. she has like the cool moment that you have in like a lot of TV shows, but usually from the heroes, where it's like mm-hmm. to the boss, it's like, hey, boss. This is the thing we have to figure out. They're like, oh, well, you just figured this thing out. You went above what you're supposed to do, but you did a good job. I want to talk about Cyril Karn. Yeah, that's you. Because because this this character, this I mean, brilliantly played by Kyle Soler, and um, he, this is a character that at first you're like, what is this guy's deal? Like, just Mm -hmm. let it go. There's the Les Mis thing, right? And mm-hmm. um, and then you you come to you know he is disgraced, and then he and then you meet his mother. Yeah, why oh, is his mom like every Jewish female like relative over the age of sixty so that I've ever good. had? Oh my God! Thank you I for just, bringing I that just, up, Brian. I just think I just loved her. I, that made me, you loved her. I hated her. Oh, I was like, she wanted to meet this Uncle Harlow. I was like, was oh, it, was, it was kind of funny, but at the same time, it was like, uh. You know, oh my gosh, what a it was in it was fascinating in that you you had this guy who was commanding, who is a go-getter, and yet the image his mom has of him is the total opposite. But like you can't do anything without me Mm -hmm. and without getting help from Uncle Whoever, you know. Uncle Harlow, which I feel like we have to meet at some point. Like he has to be it has to be will. like it has to be a big reveal in my head, like because they keep mentioning Uncle yeah. Harlow, but we never yeah. see him. It has to be someone connected to something yeah. that we've already seen, and we're like, oh my gosh, it was Uncle Harlow the whole time. But isn't it interesting though, Adina? I mean, it really is yeah. interesting. It's... They kind of went that route with like this mm-hmm. yeah. sort of st- very over stereotyped, mm-hmm. yeah. n- kind of New, know, Yorkish, yes. okay. New Yorkish yes. Jewish was, lady. Yes. My, yes. Like, really I wonder why that. they did really that. Really felt that way. It was, it was just the actress. Is it just the and and she's no. a lovely. I mean, she did fantastic mm-hmm. in this yeah. role. Uh, you know, I just I, I just I wonder why they went there. If the actress said, "Let me just do it this way," or if it was written that way, mm-hmm. I want to know that. Was. So the okay. thing that was throwing me off was that I was like, <laughs> "Wait, is she Mrs. Fig from Harry Potter?" And I didn't want to I didn't want to Google that because I thought mm-hmm. I could spoil it. But then, like, yeah. I confirmed that I'm like, "Okay, it was Mrs. Fig." Yeah, and but yeah. I don't know. Sorry, Steve, what were you about to say? I was going to say one of the problems, again, of the series versus <laughs> versus Rogue One is Rogue One had a lot of humor in it. There was a lot of well-established humor. Either it was K2SO or how they interacted with the, the Jedi characters. The, there was, the blind but when guy she, when they put the blindfold on him? Come yes, on! Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, seriously, I'm blind. or whatever. Yeah, you know. I'm blind. Yeah. There was that humor. This didn't have that level of humor, except for Cyril's mom. When she stepped on, it was funny. Was she I mom? know because I've had a Jewish grandmother and I know what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was like, <laughs> but it's weird to have that stereotype that we identify so clearly mm-hmm. in real life. in this you know long ago galaxy far far away place is kind of a, a weird just a juxtaposition yes i can yeah. that's how i felt about tim like when they were kind of talking about timmy i'm like tim like this is the real this is the person that 
is exists as Star Wars. They have Tim's there. Why not? Like, Who's, who I'm talking yeah, about? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the, like the no. love what are you interest talking about? of um, of Bricks, right? Who was like who sold Andor out? Oh, oh, that guy. Now, I think his name was Tim or Timmy. Like, let me verify this before it's I Tim. say something it's else. Tim, okay, yeah. It's Tim, but with two M's. So there you go. Yeah. There's that. Oh, the that's Tim with two okay. F's. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Ask us a question, Chris. We've just also, kinda, you asked the first question and we haven't let right. you ask another question. I was gonna bring up bring up the cereal. Uh oh the, the what? The cereal, I, I, the cereal. Yes. Oh yeah, like, yeah. He was like with the blue Puffs. milk. Yeah. Yes, yeah, had blue milk <sighs> with 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 uh, I, I can't uh, watch people eat cereal. With tricks or with sugar puffs or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and I just have a beef with this yes. mother. She didn't give him nearly enough. She poured a little tiny bit into his bowl. It's not nearly <laughs> I enough. I, uh, I, I need a heaping bowl of, of cereal, whatever it is. My wife always tells me that's way mm -hmm. over the recommended, you know, individuals. I'm like, I'll just heap the cereal yeah. in the bowl, please, and let's move yeah. on. Yeah. So I, that for us, that's one thing that frustrated me about the whole series. The mom poured a tiny little bit of cereal in his bowl, and I'm like, that's not going to feed that full-grown man all day long. Like, he's going to be hungry way before lunch. <laughs> Oh, uh, so I'm just trying no. to think of where I want to go. Um, <laughs> there's so we, much. We, we, I mean, there were so many details. Yeah. So many details. Yeah. It's like, so how did you? I think we sort of touched on this because we already mm -hmm. talked about the blood on your hands thing, but how did everyone feel about that? That everybody kind of did bad things, like even Mon Mothma, who we know is like a, a hero, we never really get to know much about her, but the fact that she had to make the deal with Davo. It's like she also did some shady stuff, and you have well, Luther. okay, but she she is a senator. She works for the man, right? Right. But yeah. and she's part of the rebellion. She's gonna obviously she's gonna be doing things that are, yeah. you know, like you can't not. I mean, like so if the imperial whatever government you're going against the government, you're a rebel. Like you're doing legally wrong things. Like that's the definition of mm -hmm. what's happening here. I mean, like if, let, okay. So the American revolution, right? If the traitors lost, they would have been labeled traitors, hung, whatever. And they would have been traitors, but you know, whoever gets to, whoever wins writes the story and did, you know, they do right. So we, now today we talk about all the good things that George Washington and all of them did because they won, right? Mm -hmm. But they they were traitors against their government. They did things, they did bad things in this new cause. And so it's really it's it's whose side are you on and who gets to write the story at the end of the day? Well, I, so, I mean, like, know. yes, she's breaking the law, but I meant more so like, yes, okay, she's going against the Empire. She's like technically yeah. a bad guy, but I mean more so with Davo and the fact that she's sort of willing to marry off her daughter to this guy's son mm. in order to, no? I so, mean, well, that's, it seems yes, to be implied. But, well, it, no, no, yes. But the thing is, is well, I think she got lucky. Her daughter wants this. You know, that was mm. kind of like the rub was like, she, like her daughter is embracing this culture that she and her cousin they were like this is a stupid ancient culture we don't want to do this and she wasn't going to force this upon her daughter but once she sees that her daughter's into it then she's like oh well you know this is good she doesn't <laughs> want to do it interesting it, it, dynamic like, though, too there because yeah because imagine uh there is another film that really kind of highlighted this 
Mm-hmm. Of course, I can't remember it, uh, the title of it. Uh, it was called the. It was it was about Nazi uh, Hitler uh, in Germany, and it was about uh, what was the name? There was a group of young people that loved American big band swing music, and they'd have to meet kind of an underground things to hmm. dance to this music it's called the swing the swing kids i think they were called that's hmm. the swing okay. kids. uh and it's got a ton of actors um uh all over the place young young actors that went on to do much greater things but mm-hmm. um th- there was a point in the film where one the son got uh frustrated and the thing is these swing boys were gonna not join the nazi youth movement that was what they were resisting they were resisting cutting their hair all sorts of stuff and one of them finally was forced to join. And it's this now, and he gets frustrated with his dad, who's kind of a little bit of a, uh, got has rebellion in his heart against it, against the Nazi way and all that stuff. And the son ends up ratting out his father. Well, And so I think that that, imagine what that would feel like. Like as the a sound parent. of music. Yeah, the yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah. imagine what that would feel like. When the boyfriend, you know, yeah. When you're yeah. fighting for one thing and you're standing up for something, yet your kid seems to be embracing what you consider yeah. to be evil or immoral or whatever, and, just, and but, like but, but what? Also, that's just it's outdated. great drama. It's great drama. Right. There's there's that, but I mean, even though the daughter wants to be married, it's like okay, that's great for the daughter, but like now you're gonna be. Stuck with this Davo guy, and well, she, who she knows what that's going to be. But it's not. But she doesn't know. But it's you know right. That's but it's also thing. what the mom is doing isn't. I mean, like, or what is happening isn't really. You can't say it's really a bad thing because that is the culture that they come from is to to do these betrothals and get married like really young. But, you know, it like it's so. So the thing is, is what Mon Mothma is doing isn't necessarily bad. Now I the reason why oh, she's yeah, agreeing yeah. to it are like you know are sketchy because she's going against what she thinks feels is right but like she might have like a million people back on our planet who are like this is this is great this is the best thing ever this is what right, we yeah, do. This, this is, is like chandra I think, but i mean yeah. just I like her... from her face it's like okay no this is clearly oh, like her spending her own morals to do even though i don't think it's like yeah. like i'm not saying it's an evil thing but yeah. she's having yeah. to compromise herself a little bit but she's a, yes, but the thing is, but but, but but you know, like we do this all I, again. We do this kind of like I'm going to say all the. My point is, is what she's doing, and that whole is she doing something wrong or bad? Like, she, it's nowhere near like Cassian killing people. Like, no, I'm not saying it's 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 a little. It, but whatever she does, yeah. in Rogue One, she ends up being the leader of the rebe- of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. She's the one who says yes or no to everything in the, in Rogue One. So she goes from being a senator to a money launderer. If that's what she was doing because she was trying to hook up with this guy so that and in Fernie he would help her to do this if her daughter would marry his son. And then we go all the way to Rogue One, and she's leader of the rebels. Yeah, but she's yeah. she's money laundering. For the rebellion, she's yeah, not right. just money laundering. Right. So, just I, money laundering. I, I, I yeah. should say that yeah. I'm not saying that she's is like that she's evil because she did this, and it's the same thing as killing two security guards. I just mean like they're all having to make comp like moral compromises for themselves, big or small. Right. Yeah. Like that's like yeah. that's what yes. I'm going for. Like that was the theme where it's just like they're all kind of doing some things that they might not. But what I'm right. super but, happy but hers, about. But I guess hers though to me is very different because 
if the rebellion had nothing, if there was no such thing as a rebellion or if she had no involvement in the rebellion or whatever, she would have this same exact problem because she's someone who doesn't want her daughter right. to go through what she went through and her daughter wants to go through it. Right. But, it's, but she could have married someone else, though. That's the thing is like the fact that like the yeah. daughter is marrying Davo's son. Davo right, does right. not seem like he's a super reputable guy. No. And clearly it's like, do you really want to like have to do business like you need to? You need him to clear to do the financial stuff so no mm -hmm. one comes and like is like, where did all this money come from or whatever the situation right. is? But I feel like now your daughter's marrying this guy's son. You're kind of stuck with him for a while, and who knows what when he's going to come knocking and be like, "Hey, you owe me another favor." Interesting if they great investigate drama. that in the next se season. Well, well I'm interested in this Andor. too, guys. Is um, is Mon Matha going to have to be concerned about as she, however far they take this the series? I I think they're going to take it right up to the beginning of rogue one i would have that is correct and that's so, what it said when i read about it one of the things i'm interested in learning <laughs> more about and seeing if they handle it is that relationship with her daughter mon mothma is her daughter going to ultimately choose the empire and her husband and the family or and go that route or is she going to constantly be worrying about what's going to happen to my daughter is my daughter going to find out what i'm oh. doing is she going to you know, turn me in all this stuff, or is her daughter going to have a come to mom moment, so to speak, where she's going to see things. Are they going to let her see things about the empire perhaps where mm -hmm. she might go, Holy cow, my mom's my hero, you know? Yeah. But what uh, we also don't know, like there's a lot about their culture that we still don't yet know. Right. Little, and right. this, how yeah. this whole marriage thing works. We don't know if this is going to be an immediate thing. We don't know if this is the betrothal and the marriage happens a little later. We don't know if like, which one, if one, do they, does one get absorbed into the other family? Do the families come together? We, we don't, there's so many things we don't know about this situation. And again, the daughter's desire to be part of that culture and do that is still separate. It has nothing to do with the rebellion. You know, like it really has nothing to do with, like there's very separate things going on. They only become related just because of the person that get, you know, cause she winds up getting this opportunity to marry her daughter, this guy to help the money laundering. But they're still very separate, like things, you know. Yeah. No, there's just, there's a lot. I there's just, a lot there. And also, too, here. like if I bring in another character, if you look at Marty Bird, like from uh, Ozark, it's like everybody that comes into contact with him ends up getting. <laughs> well, I should say everybody gets killed, but most people do. So I feel like the, if you're if you're hanging out with Davo. It's the same you thing know, like watching have... watching Breaking Bad. Everyone who comes in contact with Walter White dies or has horrible things happen to them right. because he's a, he's the center of the mob but that's another thing yeah um, but i don't you know, know i the devil thing is it's so it's just so yeah. exciting to see where that's going to go next season hopefully one next the, year one of the questions you were asking about was the music the sound the lighting oh yes that question about that i just think cinematography this is a remarkable oh, film. so good the mm -hmm. cgi the layout the cities all the sets all the however they did it was on such a grand scale but above all moan mothra had the most beautiful science fiction lincoln continental i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that yeah. blue car was yeah. without a doubt one of the most beautifully designed vehicles I've ever seen in any science fiction film. It was classy. <laughs> it had a driver. It had a private compartment. It had, I mean, really, if 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 
if the future of cars are going to look like something like that, hey, I'm all in for it because that was beautiful. But again, there was so much of that really well done sets. The yeah. lighting was done dark, mysterious, sad, foreboding. Whereas the imperial scenes were all white and bright and sunny and you know, so you had these real distinct contrasts between the two. But you know, all, as far as that stuff goes, I mean, this really was a well-made, even better than the Mandalorian or either. So. And then, I like think, the eye, like the eye effect in the sky when that was happening, I think was so gorgeous, like so pretty mm-hmm. to look at, just mm-hmm. so well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. And well, those, this, this show deserves, you know, Emmys for its quality of production, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's because I've been talking to you guys and we've talked about music and sci-fi, you know, and, and the music comes up. So I don't know if I'm I'm deliberately paying attention a little bit more or what, but I very much noticed the music in the throughout mm-hmm. the series and it was fantastic. And and or maybe it was because it was so different from all the others that stood mm-hmm. out a little bit, but it was it, I, I, it, definitely yeah. my favorite of I'm all so the, you know, between you, the Boba yeah. Fett, between the Mandalorian. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mandalorian for me off. still. We're rubbing well, off on her, guys. <laughs> well, I, I, I do want to say, I, I think the Mandalorian's theme music the is, theme is so was good. very good because it was that Western style theme yep. of the mystery man who rides into town, saves the day, and. Yeah. Oh, I still off listen again. to that soundtrack. I like this better. Oh, I feel I, like I, I still like I, this better. But yeah. I, do, I will I blast do the like, lo-fi version at work. Here's why I like Andor better, because it's got some 80s synth stuff going on. Like, yeah, it's that's got true. Some oh, of the yeah. synth stuff in there more so than, I mean, uh, the Mandalorian soundtrack probably had a lot more synth than, we're, than we realize in mm-hmm. it. But um, this one has intentional Siths synthesizers standing out more mm-hmm. in various different parts and so i'm digging that i think that's really cool yeah um, and yep. i also do you guys also notice i just saw a short article about it um but that that they're really kind of uh some of the characters i mean we talked about uh uh davos character with the sideburns like they're really kind of leading us into that 80s look that was a part of the original star wars yeah. films Mm-hmm. Um, so look at that when like you're watching okay. watching the film. That's look at cool. how they're it kind was... of keeping that mm-hmm. look and style uh, through there, which is I just saw an article. I didn't come up with that myself, yeah, but yeah. I read the yeah. article. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's so that's true. really good. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is so cool because it's like, I always thought like I think there was uh, one of the more recent movies. Maybe it was Rogue One where they had some characters with like the sideburns. Mm-hmm. And like before that movie, I always thought like the sideburns were just like it's going to be one of those things when they modernize Star Wars that they would just have modern haircuts and they wouldn't go to the sideburns because like oh the sideburns wasn't really about the series it was just mm-hmm. that it was the style of the time but the fact that they're actually incorporating it and making it and like no it's not just the time it's also in the series it's like mm-hmm. kind of a cool thing. Well, it started out as it was the real time and now right mm-hmm. now I just, now now yeah. I just had an epiphany yeah. too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that uh, was cool about Star Wars, the original three films, okay, was that it was rough around the. It wasn't this sleek, you know. Even Star Trek is very sleek and clean oh, yeah. lines, and even how people uniforms, all that stuff, very sleek, cool. You know, Star Wars is rough. It almost looks older, except they've got spaceships and you know. Yeah. Um. 
in the so that's why it's so charming a long well, time ago in a galaxy far far away but i think that one of the reasons i one of the issues i have with the prequel films is george luke in my opinion george lucas cleaned up all that rough <clears> stuff <throat> to a large degree i didn't feel like it was quite mm, on i felt like it was much more so, modern looking not just what they could do with the effects but i feel like everything was cleaner and I love in all these new Star Wars series, all of them, everything is back to a much more rougher. Well, and that's so this is where I know I'm going to say this is where Star Wars series beats Star Trek series. New ones is that they have stayed true to the simplistic set design and graphics that were in the original Star Wars. You're right, Brian. Whereas in the new Star Trek series, the Enterprise looks different, the uniforms look different, the style it change it keeps changing by the whims of whoever's making that I particular knew series. We were going to bring but, Star Trek into this at some point. But you look at <laughs> you look at the Mandalorian, you look at Boba Fett, you look at this, you look at Rogue One, it all looks like the original 1980 style of filmmaking. One and could that, argue. That, and my well, hat off so, to them on doing that. I think there's two things. Well, there's two things I wanted to say. So I think it's interesting you bring that up about Phantom Menace because as a kid, when I watched it the first time, I'm like, man, this feels more like Star Trek than Star Wars because everything was so clean. But I always thought that was because, like, hey, it's the Galactic Republic. They still have, like, we're looking at ships that are, like, from either Republic ships or they're Naboo. So everything is clean. And then by the time you get to, okay, it's the Rebels, that's when you get, like, everything's kind of dirty. But you still have the clean Empire. And now the Star Trek thing, um, I think it's harder because you can, because Star Wars is supposed to take place in the galaxy far, far away a long time ago, I think you can get away with technology not evolving. Whereas as soon as you try to tell show like strange new worlds and be like, Hey, this is this, this takes place in the future. I, you're going to have a really tough time selling and other not, people not just on the it. Future, our future. Our future. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, well, well, look at the stuff we have today. We can't possibly, you can't sell the show and have it be like, well, look, it's like the original show. And yes, technically it might, work for us fans who can separate that but to the average person they're gonna like oh that doesn't make any sense and and that's but why Enter that's why enterprise works because <laughs> the technology in enterprise looks way a hundred years earlier than anything that ever appeared in the period of time of so I need, but I even now it looks dated because you go back and say like, well those monitors are monitors we had like early 2000s those were the monitors that you would have like computer monitors you would have in 2001 so when they show up in enterprise like oh that's modern but now it's like ah well it's dated but yeah, again yeah. it's just because of that was 20 years ago yeah so yeah. Anyway. speaking of ships and getting back to andor and still, I, i've been meaning yeah. to, i've been wanting to say this i love 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 luthan's ship can i say it's because it oh yeah has a millennium oh, falcon so cool. feel yeah. to this it. is why i hated mando ship with a passion what the race <laughs> so got destroyed so why why did you hate it well just because it's like you have would you have it's a hero a piece ship of junk that you put uh -huh. together it just seems like mando is such a cool guy he deserves a cooler ship like i feel like all hero ships even though if they're meant to be junk in universe mm -hmm. like the million falcon is considered to be a piece of junk especially by luke but to us it's iconic and it looks cool there was nothing to me there was nothing cool about mando ship 
Whereas I'm Luthan okay shit, that it was a different. I, I guess I'm okay that they differ, but now that they've like I guess come back, you know, like because if they mm-hmm. did everything that was like the Millennium Falcon, at some point, I'd be like, oh, this is. This, I'm not you know. saying it has to be like the Millennium yeah. Falcon. I just mean it has to be like a cool ship where you're like, me, I want one of those. Like you don't want. Wait, 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 Brian, Brian, okay. Reverend, <laughs> Reverend Brian, please. <laughs> Mando's Mando ship. In now, of course, he changed. You know, his ship got destroyed. Oh, he got so has the new. <laughs> cool sleek thing you know um but i think mando ship makes a lot of sense because it's practical and mm-hmm. he's a f- bounty hunter he doesn't want to necessarily show up on every planet and everyone going that's a bounty hunter everybody look out you know he's got to yeah. blend in to some degree right that i think his- that's that's what the, what uh boba fett ship was so good at it it could blend in with just about anywhere, any you know, any mm-hmm. spaceport. But even whatever. Bobo ship looked; it looked cool. Like there was a coolness. Like even Luthan ship, again, really cool. Luthan but ship I think in universe, it's yeah. like it's meant to be a standard. I was looking it up, and it's like uh, some like craft cargo mm-hmm. ship, and it's like okay, it's a basic <laughs> ship like in universe. But to us, the design looks cool. Whereas I just right. feel like if land if if Mando ship from season one falls in my parking like. I'm going to be like, hey, it's cool that it's a spaceship, but like, it's also it's Mando ship. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've been the minority. I know most people love this. I ship, have a suggestion I, too. We need yeah. we need a point system. Okay. For every time <laughs> we bring Star Trek into something okay. totally different, we need some sort of point system. I get, that I, get I get two points. Two points. Yes, then. you do. Yes, you do. Um, can I can I bring up another yeah, continuity another issue way. about about Andor that just down. drove me crazy at the very end? Okay, so you have yeah, the whole fighting it. in the city, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> Lutheran, he gets on his Harley Davidson and rides all the way out to his spaceship, right? Which mm-hmm. is so far out of town, you can't believe it. Who's waiting for him there? And how did he get there before he did? Oh, Andrew probably did... took like... He took what? Uh, probably his he... Peter. How... Did you see it? I mean, just assuming they leave? seem to have Peter's like everywhere. I thought he was like trying to get his Wars. friends off the planet. Remember, he's trying to get his friends off the planet yeah. in the junkyard. So he's spending all his time doing that while Land... Luthen is cleaning up and taking off and riding the Harley Davidson to the spaceship. But I felt like how did he beat him? No, because remember Luthen was like after. Yeah, no, because remember there was like that he was like Luthen was kind of like standing and watching the city kind of burn a little bit. Yeah, first I'll have to watch. Yeah, it. I, have no, no I, I don't think yeah, there was and, a. Yeah, and 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 Andor was busy trying to get his friends off this planet in that yeah. one spaceship, so he they never showed how he got there. I know it's an insignificant thing, but it's one of those continuity things that you're right, really one of these nitpickers, aren't you, Steve? I am. Here's a here's another. He was here's getting another, his here. friends off in yeah, a junkyard. I think he got a shirt. Speeder. I feel like I, I feel think... like it's easy that he got like a speeder or something there too. Well, can we okay, talk about all right. how and, and cool? It, like yeah. how cool that moment is where he's like where he shows up and he's in Luthen walks in, he sees Andor, and I was like, you're you were going to try and kill me, right? And it's just like what a cool move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I yeah. wanted to say. Yes, <laughs> such a cool move. Or there was this when watching Rogue One, and when they're uh, being held by Saw, and they ask Andor, um, you know, what do you like being in prison? He says, "I've never been in prison before." 
and then in Rogue in Andor, he's actually in prison for a long time. So I think someone would remember they were in prison. You know, I do not remember know, that, but I got to do the voice. I I was I gotta, like, I got to rewatch Rogue One. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Can I, I do it? when <laughs> when he got arrested. I was like, surely he's not going to actually make it to the jail. Because he's on, that was such a dramatic twist in like where you're going, no, how does yeah. this fit in? Like, that was kind of really cool storytelling. Because, I mean, prison is about as hopeless as you can get. Like, especially when you talk about, you know, they're starting to, re you know, how controlled that prison. <laughs> and by the way, that was, that was, very jarring all the you know how everything was electrical and and you could mm -hmm. get zapped very controlling very interesting way of controlling and the that population was cool because prison. well that's why i wonder when they said take off your boots take off your shoes i'm like why are they in their that's bare feet yeah i was what, and I was then you find out, out the floor happened. is electrified i'm going what a way and, to keep people under control and also yeah. the, also very I mean, disconcerting when you think about, because so often when I watch film, this is the great thing about film, arts, mm -hmm. theater. I oftentimes put myself like, what would I do? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. And so to yeah. see them having to work like they did to build these things and to go and to have to meet a, meet a quota. Right. Terrifying. And then you feel for his group of men who are always, kind of well, in the back of the field of getting stuff done. And then that old gentleman yeah, um, that was like hurting and not able to keep up and how they were trying to pull his weight for him and uh, do what they could. That was like, oh, gut I had some prison dreams that night when I watched the episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, Brian, yeah. go, go back to World War II. Mm -hmm. The Nazis rounded up people either threw them into concentration camps or put them into slave labor to build their um, weapons of armament, uh, their their V2 bases, V1 bases, were all built by slave labor. So you think about them going, when that was happening, why are they rounding them up on such trumped-up charges? They're rounding them up because they need slave labor mm -hmm. to build the mm -hmm. Death Star. And that was very well done. And the whole, se I mean, I think the prison sequence mm -hmm. to me is so well done because you build so this camaraderie or you establish that some people are living on false hope, like Kino going, I only have 243 days. I'm getting out of here. And then he has to finally find out the truth that nobody, you're not wow. going to leave yeah, here. You're, getting you're out. just going to go to another the prison. Accept the truth. Because again, yeah. it's one of those things you think that they know, but you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to accept. So that's why I think I love, I mean, to me that my sequence is, is, is the prison. You have to, you have to feel so well that done. what's you're right. It, it, what, what you have to understand too, is you watch something like this is, is that the choices those prisoners made because so often in prison you have, you have daily choices of looking mm -hmm. out for yourself. And, and I've actually talked to men that have spent significant time in prison mm -hmm. of looking out for your own self-interest defending yourself um, and staying out of trouble, trying not to offend this group or that group, this head guy or the, you know, whatever. Uh, and, or in order to be protected, you join a group. And, and yeah. so community is very hard in prison in one sense, 
Um, and not impossible, but very difficult because you never know who you can actually trust or who's going to turn mm -hmm. on you. Mm -hmm. And so in the context of this story, uh, in one way, they're all looking out for themselves. They're trying to make it to the end of their term. They're being reminded of that daily. Mm -hmm. um, but then as they start to, as it starts to become obvious that something is amiss and that they're, you know, they're not going to be let go and all of this to see this, the struggle in the different characters minds and hearts is very mm -hmm. emotional mm -hmm. is the right thing for me is to escape or is the right thing for me to stick this out and try to be a good prisoner you know yeah. what i mean yeah like, but that is, yeah. now, that is they dramatic. don't even get to go outside like that's what was really freaking me out too was like it was just keeping me up at night like all all shows do but like the prison stuff i was like man like you're right not only can you not trust anyone you got to look out for yourself but when that first scene when it's like, hey, take a big breath of air because you're not going to see this again for six years or like not being mm -hmm. able to go outside. Like, I just can't imagine that. And 12 yeah. hour shifts where they're standing. Yeah. I mean, maybe they have breaks here and there, but it's 12 hour shifts. It can, was like it uh, was slave slave labor. It, yeah, it's it interesting. Yeah, it, that, that, yeah, that's exactly that's it. It's what it was, but what's interesting, what Brian was saying, that whole concept of community, though, they were given community, though. They were put on teams, which is a very interesting thing, and possibly a very and and probably a very dangerous thing for the 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 controllers of the prison to do because what they're doing is they're they're giving them a reason to bond with each other, and especially when they're having like these like um contests, yeah. they're actually they're actually for making them form those bonds, you know, even mm -hmm. though it starts off artificially, you know, you're so on a team and you have a goal. Ultimately on them. But, uh -huh. but also yeah. that sense that if you have a team of 12 people working and one of them is pulling their weight, you're hoping the other ones will turn on them. They also can uh -huh. build a little distrust as to who's, who's the weak, weakest link, who is the weakest link, you know, and the old guy was the weakest link, but they had honorable people who stepped in and tried to protect him. And well, then were get they protecting him, or are they protecting their whole team? Because if their team faltered, that's, you know. Yes, well, right? that's exactly it. So then you have yeah. to, okay. you know. I've got to look this up, but like one of the guys who was on their team, he didn't have much dialogue. I could, I, I feel like he was on the sitcom Rules of Engagement, but no, don't know the show. I need to look. Let's mm -hmm. see. I'm, I'm looking it up. Have to muster yourself. What? Yeah. Was, uh, oh, Oliver Hudson. And I swear Maybe. he was now okay. Let's see Oliver Hudson and let's see if that comes up. I don't <laughs> see. I'm looking for the list of all the actors in the show, and yeah, I don't see Maybe that name not. anywhere. Okay, so it is. So, oh, he looks like Oliver Hudson. So there's a Reddit wow. post where someone's like, "Why does he look like the guy from?" Ah, there you go. See, so, so okay, so I'm not completely crazy. <laughs> okay, just close enough. Just close enough. Just close crazy. enough. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I'm okay. waiting for season two. I need season, season two, two now. Yes, me too. When is season two? Yeah. When is season two coming? I, I, that's that's the only question. Is when is season two coming out? Actually, because I need I need more. One other and, question about about uh, Luthen ship. Did it seem like it was too powerful, or was it, or did it, or it no? Was or, awesome. I mean, it, it was, was really cool. It was, it was really well, really okay. cool. But I think just of it this it. way. The, the sure. Millennium Falcon looks like a piece of junk, but it's the only one that did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. So <laughs> you, you find out that they may be junk junk cars, like they're old jalopies, but they're old jalopies right. with, with 500 horsepower engines in them or 1,000 horsepower. So they're just soup. You're, they're all souped up, 
in the room. Yeah, it's, like, it's cool that they're all way. souped up yeah, because I know like there's. An, he's a swanky antiques dealer, and yeah, that stuff, is true. So, he's got you money. know, no, this, he's, yeah. yeah, he's he's a little slightly different. Yeah, but, but it, it, problem, I loved that it had the same it, look and feel. The problem, and it wasn't him, a complaint though. though. I just was like, eh, right. okay, but it was such a cool scene. The problem for him though now is now he's got a target on his back with that ship. Well, right. yeah, that's the so other thing I was wondering. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's, yeah, so that that's yeah. the way yeah. he escaped the firepower. So that that might be an interesting piece. Um, I love that. I love that whole sequence when he just takes out the front um, <laughs> radar array of that that <laughs> rebel of the Imperials. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh, he's got a secret, but you know, he's he's got secrets that no one knows about built into that mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was really super cool. And I do love the 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 ship computer. I thought was really cool. Just I, yes. like, I know all ship. I know computers are responsive in Star Wars, but I feel like actually talking to a computer computer that seemed like one of the more responsive ones that we've seen. Yes, most of the and, time it's droids that they're talking to. And you know, every episode, every Star Wars has to have a puppy dog robot, and they oh, have a was... puppy dog robot. Um, mm-hmm. B two. That was so sad. That was, was that was the most adorable lunch. robot. I love yeah. that robot so much. Yeah, he was he was absolutely like he was like the the best friend you could ever have, you know, more so than many other the robots were more cynical or silly or whatever. He was he was a you know that bad mm-hmm. that good dog. He was a beagle. He was he was Porthos. I'm sorry. He was Porthos. Mm-hmm. There he is. Okay. Oh my gosh. Are you this is going to kill me. It, it's it's a good thing we're going to have a lot of Star Trek in 2023 because I'm reading right now showrunner tony gilroy told the rap that we could expect and or season two sometime in 2024 oh okay well like are you kidding me yes they did. <laughs> but luckily 2023 is going to be filled with all kinds of star trek so so, so here's here's my rumor. prediction so i i guess i'm assuming season two is the last season or are they doing more because no, i feel like Whatever the last season has to be, last two. episode, last okay, so it's season two, two, episode twelve, the last thirty seconds. I feel like I think and where Rogue One opens with Endor on the planet because I feel like it should do the thing that Rogue One did, where it's like the last thirty seconds of that movie lead into A New Hope. So right. you should have to make it work. Have the last thirty seconds of mm. Endor lead into Rogue One. It's and well, oh my gosh, that's the moment. Mm. Well, it, mm. again, Tony, Tony Gilroy wrote Rogue One. He is the showrunner and creator of this. So if he has any smarts, he will do that. If he, Unless they want, like Disney goes, hey, you know, we could go for a third season. Why don't you stretch it but, out, you know? But I feel like the opening scene, or not that, well, because the opening scene of Rogue One is with, you know, Jin when she's, oh, when you're she's right. little, yes, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. But the opening scene, the first time we see Cassian, he's on that planet, and that's when he kills that guy. I don't. I feel like that's not as oh, it's definitely not as iconic mm-hmm. as yeah, it's not as iconic as the scene in yeah. So I that's don't know. true. I don't Maybe know not. That. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that doesn't mean that they can't find some interesting way to tie it the way they did. And I think that would be lovely. But I feel like they got to find the right. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's not that scene. Maybe there isn't a better scene that they can pull from Rogue One or that's where they tie in. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah, don't they necessarily do have to do it right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah that's be true. Interesting how they drew that transition. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to wait any... till 2024. Uh... Got to wait a whole year. 
It'll be all right. We'll make it's a whole it. other year. <laughs> yeah, it's only one more. Yeah. <gasps> Well, you can just sit around and speculate oh and speculate and speculate. I hey, tell you, you know? what, though, I, I miss the days where seasons ran like the same as a school year, and then you had a summer yeah. break, and then you knew you just had a summer break, and you knew when school was starting, your new shows were starting. I miss mm-hmm. those. I really do miss those. I days. need to get back was, into like yeah. those shows. Like yeah, they still yeah. do it. Like a lot of regular TV shows. Yeah, they're still, oh, yeah, still network TV. I need to, that does it, yeah. Like mm. I need to get back into my Grey's and my Station 19s and all those things. I can't and believe we're talking about Grey's Anatomy again. They just won an <laughs> Emmy for best drama. Or oh, they did. Like, like crying out loud. More power to them. Go for it. You know. But yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right? All right. That's Anything any, uh, else? You got. You got to read this word. Any final thoughts? Any, yeah, any final any thoughts? Any final thoughts? We, I'm reading from your lines. Chris. My final thought? Yeah. I read an article, and there are people who were in the solo story Star Wars film that are saying they would be totally down for making a second film. Uh, I'm solo? wondering, though, if a series is better. Because <sighs> no. I'm, listen, listen, listen. Rewatch it again, my brother Chris. I'll rewatch it again. it again. Woody Harrelson is fantastic in it. He is. He's good. The, He's good. I, just I not think, Han Solo. I don't what know. Do you think? I, think, yeah. I thought he Bri- was Brian, fine. I agree with you. And I I'm, thought and Solo it, was a much sec- better film than it is. It is. It is. Super- yeah. I, I love I it. I just wish it wasn't. If you told me this was a different character in the same universe, it, it, just tell me that wasn't Han Solo. Tell me it was anyone, another you're, random you're, person. You're like my then dear wife, Elaine. She goes like, no, it's got to be yeah. Harrison Ford or nobody, period. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know. Like, I had a, I had a much easier time accepting Chris Pine as Kirk than I could <laughs> as this guy solo. I, and I, and yeah. I, I don't know why I know that why. is. I do. I do. Mm. Because Shatner is easier to mimic. But but then but Chris then Pine doesn't mimic Harrison him. Ford. Who he, mimics well, him? Is, it's, um, it's not. It's well, not. It's not perfect it's, mimicking. No, it's, it's, it's not the that. little bounce going down the stairs. It's, I don't think he mimics. It's the occasional look. It's it's a it's a very um, just kind of low key way he uses some Shatnerism type stuff. Yeah, he did but a very, I, I very low key. Key. Yeah, it was very low key uh, mimicking. If, yeah. if 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 mimicking, don't let mimicking throw you off, Adina. Mimicking yeah. is a bad choice of words, but I think Harrison Ford is. I mean, let's be honest. Harrison Ford is like a Cary Grant, is is um like Harrison any Ford classic was top of my list any for a very long classic time. actor in Hollywood. Basically, their persona is the same through most of their films, and mm-hmm. and there there are some exceptions, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, Henry, maybe? you know, I mean, I mean, even. Uh, Mel Gibson. I mean, there's a part of his char- charisma that you see in every film he's in, no matter what character he plays. That you go, that's that's Mel Gibson. That's him. Even your into the favorite character. Your even your Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, Willis is Bruce is Willis in Bruce, every Bruce movie. Film. And so every, he's the same that's guy. What, so that's what I think. Harrison Ford is much harder, and he is so stinking beloved, and people love his films for the most part, and love his. He's had such fantastic characters <laughs> through his mm-hmm. whole career. Yeah, I think he, I think that um, that actor and I. Does anybody know his name? He plays. Oh, I, I think he did it. Like uh, I think he did I'd as have good to a job as anybody mm-hmm. could have. I think Chris Pine just happened to do a f- absolutely 
Yeah. Absolutely fantastic yeah. job as Captain Kirk. So I, I was very, 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 very worried about that was a when, long when answer. I'm sorry. No, that's Good okay. Answer. I was really worried when that came out. Was I gonna accept Chris Pine and the others as, you know, our TOS characters? And and I did it at work. So when Solo was coming out, I was okay, well, I did it for these guys. I'll be able to do it for these guys, you know, for this. And it just I wanted to like Solo so much. And I just I don't know. I, and, you know, it might be because of what I, what I think it is, is we don't know Han Solo's background. We know not, through the through the original movies, we know absolutely Zippo. Mm -hmm. So I think what we've done in our own heads is probably built our own, you know, image of, of Han Solo's younger person. And that Solo didn't necessarily, the movie didn't necessarily match what we we had. Where it was easier for, with Chris Pine, is because we knew all these details about his, you know, the fact that he went to the Academy, and the Kobayashi Maru, and, you know, like, we knew things. And so I think it was easier because we didn't, we, we weren't presented with something that differed from what was in our head. We all had a similar image of what was in our head. I think that's why it didn't work, is because... It's like they made up a whole bunch of stuff that I don't know. Yeah, like the. Well. Okay, I got to say two things. One, I was hoping to say my use my unprogram gag where I was going to okay. try and yell that when we were like getting off topic. And Sorry. That's before we close out, because I have lots of thoughts about the whole. Like, I don't want to get started on like how who you where are you like who are you traveling with? I'm alone. You should call you solo. So, so, but okay. I do want to say, all right, you we say need that to about that the film solo. <laughs> okay. That's all there is to it. That's I'll what I'm we should I'll do. It. I think it's Chris. on the list. Okay, Chris. There's a lot of people in this country who are named last name is Ellis because they came through Ellis Island. So yes, do you are you traveling wow, by yourself? Point. It's actually I'm solo. Why did I know? Okay, that. you got that name. That's what they would do. They would give people names if they didn't. Okay. No, I'm, you know, no, no, no. You're Ellis. You're Ellis. You're Ellis. Well, okay. My family came through and we were O'Donohue's mm -hmm. and they said we got to Americanize it. Now we're now you're Donahue. Yeah. Okay. So, that, so there that, you go. So that stuff yeah. like that happens all the time. But, but you know, yeah. Stephen, uh, Ryan, I, yeah. I'd be happy with a 12 season episode of Solo. I think if it's, I if it's handled well, then I sure. think I think they my could brother. have a lot of fun. And they could build on it. And this is, we would, I know how you feel, Adina, but I think at I some point people, people would start to accept this as young yeah. on so My hang up Just was that, that he, he Do not call it the that. spitting image. <laughs> I didn't think he quite got the mannerisms like Pine did. Maybe that's, or maybe that's it. I don't think Pine got it. So, but they, so but they just, could hone that. They could fix I just, that. You're right. They could. But, but when you, when I let go of that, Okay, and I took a breath, and I just watched Solo for the second time. I didn't ha recently, but when I watched it the second time, mm -hmm. I was like, I really liked the story. I thought it was fine. I thought I they thought, have a cool heist. They have the whole thing built in. The heist stuff is cool. I, yeah, I, I get to go back and rewatch it. And the director, Ron Howard, like for crying yes, out loud, sir. like let's give him another turn there. You know? Yep, yeah. exactly let's right. Do, Let him do it. Yeah. But that's. But that's we leave that to Disney Plus to we come need, up with. We need to we need Chris to close us out here. So. I need yes, to, Chris, I didn't, go ahead. I can't even do it without laughing. But I just really want to do my saw Carrera. The what would you do? What do you believe? 
Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty good. I apologize to everyone who just listened to that, but thank you also for listening to that. Like go, Marlo Brando in The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I can't tell if Forrest Whitaker talks like because I've seen him in other stuff, and I feel like there's does, a little bit of that. He's but got it's that not very like gravelly intense. voice. He does, yes. Okay, Chris, sign us off <laughs> before we don't really stop what did, talking. What did I do? What did I do? We started out with lost, last lost. That's not a bad word, actually. We started out. You actually asked us what our last final thoughts are, and yeah, we oh, got I think we covered... talking about five different things. Yeah. Which is good. It's what we do on this show. <laughs> yeah. But as usual, thank you everyone for a really fun discussion. It's been a lot of good thoughts, a lot to unpack, a lot of debates, I think, back and forth. Um, but it has been a lot of fun. And remember, you can find us where you find your favorite podcasts. And obviously, we love getting feedback and we love answering questions. So if you have any questions, feedback, or thoughts, uh, then you can find us on Facebook. Check us out there subscribe to our podcast and check out the YouTube channel and subscribe there as well. Thank you, everyone. It's been a lot of fun and we'll see you next week. Same place, same time. 